This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I am unwilling to give up. That I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out knocked out so your only choice should be go focus on what you can control 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 hi everyone and welcome to the Kara golden show join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders we'll talk with founders entrepreneurs ceos and really some of the most interesting people of our time can't wait to get started let's go let's go Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I am so excited to have my next guest here. We have Alex Kumaro, who is the co-founder of Herbivore Botanicals. And uh, I was just telling Alex that I had seen his product and was drawn to the beautiful, beautiful packaging of the product and and uh, have actually tried the products. Uh, we'll get into all of the different wonderful, wonderful things that he and his co-founder have created, but they are really pioneering a brand in the clean beauty category with a focus on active botanicals and sensorial experiences. And I just love, love, love everything about this brand. So I'm really excited to have Alex here to talk a little bit more about it. As I mentioned, uh, Active Botanicals, plant-based products, uh, and they originally started on Etsy. So if Alex can start a business that is doing this well on Etsy, I think that can give us all a lot of motivation to go and start a product in an industry, um, figure out a way to do it, as I always say. They quickly went into Sephora and other top retailers, and uh, the rest is history. But I love the backstory. We're going to uh, ask Alex to share a lot more about it and how that really helped uh, him to help his own skin condition just by coming up with these plant-based products. Um, so without further ado, welcome, Alex. Thank you, Kara. So stoked to be here. Yeah, super excited to have you here. So before we get into hearing about Herbivore Botanicals, the product that you co-founded and have created and grown and scaled and and made it into the success that it is today, I'd love to hear what you were up to before this. Yeah, before Herbivore, I was in video production. Um, I had just gotten out of film school. I was 23 years old when I started Herbivore. So I was just, you know, I just spent a couple of years freelancing and doing video production. I really wanted to get the documentary filmmaking, still have a passion for documentaries. I love storytelling. I love characters. I love developing stories. But Herbivore just kind of came and swept me off my feet. The thing I love about Herbivore is something new every single day. And that really captured me. That's the fun aspect of being an entrepreneur, I suppose. Every day is different. So you started the company in 2011, but before 
uh, starting it, you were struggling with some skin issues. I know a lot of people have different skin issues that they're trying to fix. So what was kind of your journey? I had eczema. My journey was, it was just starting to appear more and more in my arms and my legs. The patches were growing, the patches were getting bigger. And there was a little local soap shop on my street, at the end of the street, and they sold this charcoal tea tree soap bar. And I loved it. I used it. And it was starting to help clear up my skin. But when I went in there to buy another bar, their doors had been closed and they had gone out of business. And I was like, shut. I'm like, oh no. And, you know, Julie and I, we were like, Julie, co-founder, um, we're like, what if, you know, why don't we go get a soap kit? So I got Julie a soap making kit. She had just quit her job. And we're like, let's experiment. Like, let's just try to make something. Let's see if we can kind of recreate, you know, by bringing these actives. Like, we started with some tea tree, we started with some charcoal, but then we started really expanding in ingredients. And upon using these soaps, I'm like, this is working. This is good. And I realized that going completely natural in my skincare routine and cutting out all of the prescriptions and cutting out everything that my friends were telling me to use and just going super simple and very gentle. Um, and natural, it's really what helped my skin completely clear up. And I haven't had a flare up since. Wow, that's, that's amazing. So you had a solution for a problem. It's one thing to actually think, okay, I'm going to make some soap. It's another thing to create an entire line, uh, actually open a store on Etsy, stop going in the direction that you were going in with creating documentary film. So what was the moment, maybe it's the aha moment where you thought, you know what, I'm really going to go do this. I'm going to start a company and we're going to open up shop on Etsy. Totally. So yeah, so I think Julia, back in the beginning, especially, I was doing the video production, paying the bills. Julia was spending the time kind of building out the Etsy, creating a presence for ourselves there. But it was our first holiday season. We had this soap kit. It was actually the soap ends that we cut off the ends and we bundled them all together. But that thing blew up on Etsy. And all of a sudden, you know, Julia was up all hours of the day kind of wrapping and packaging soaps. And, you know, I'd been supporting on the weekends and after hours, but I had just gone through a couple frustrating clients, you know, and I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm going to jump off this and we're going to do, we're just going to tackle this and we're going to get all these, you know, soaps made. We're going to get them out the door for the holidays. And after that, it never slowed down. I mean, it was just, we were caught in this whirlwind and Etsy was awesome for us. I mean, it really was like, there was so much competition. There were so many people out there. So we were like, what can we do that's different? And we're like, well, we love design and we love aesthetics. And so we were like, what if we take kind of this natural formulation, these natural soaps, but we make them like, we added a minimal aesthetic. We make them beautiful. We make them something that you'd want to really showcase and like put on your vanity. And so after we kind of made that switch, that was like an extra booster for the brand. It really launched us off getting us wholesale accounts. And uh, yeah, it was just something that we wanted to do that was different. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app. 
No matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is The Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, The Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that The Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. 
being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. So have you always been in glass since the beginning? Since the beginning. Yeah. So, I mean, as soon as the sales start, you know, first it was all about the natural ingredients, right? But when you realize that, that people like are buying herbivore, this weight of this responsibility kind of falls on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. You're like, well, how can I do this right? I want to put out products that are not damaging to the environment, that are not damaging to people. And so with that, you know, mindset, that's where we start looking at what we had available. And it's like, well, we had the local bottle supplier down the street and they had heaps of plastic and a couple glass options. Well, we could add to the landfill, you know, and get all this plastic, or we can choose the glass option. Um, we understood that glass is a much more sustainable option. Um, so since day one, we've always packaged in glass. Nothing's ever been in a plastic bottle. And you have beautiful colors uh, with them as well. Obviously, you're plant-based, um, but things like yellows and purples that are so beautiful, plus they really work. We were just talking about the, the eye product. Um, I mean, just absolutely incredible. So did you, when you thought about, you know, the first products, uh, what was that first product? Was it the soap that you created? Yeah, we were soap makers for like the first maybe six months, I think. Um, but we quickly reacted to the community because the community was like, we love your soap. We love what it's doing for our skin. Have you thought about making toners or moisturizers? Or, you know, just the list goes on. And um, we started listening to our customers very early on. And an exercise that we still do to this day is we'll blast something out on Instagram and say, what do you want to see next? And we'll get thousands of comments and sit there and we'll create a little list and we'll start tallying them up one by one. And that's why we developed our eye cream. That's why we developed our moisturizers. Um, it's always just getting feedback from the community that inspire us to branch out. So how many SKUs do you have now? I don't even know. Like 40? <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's, amazing. Yeah. So but we've I, had so many. We probably have like 80 or 90 products like in the line at some point or another, especially early on. Back in the Etsy days was so fun because we could develop something. We were our own formulators, our own designers. We printed the packaging in-house. Like the early days, it was on a home printer. We'd have to fake it to make it look professional. And so it was, um, but it was great because we could get our product to market like next day. We're like, Ooh, we're going to make a bath soak that's, you know, maybe like Hinoki Cypress with like a... Uh, green clay, you know, in the base. And we get it and make it and design it and photograph it and formulate it and have it out that week. And so that was super fun. That was such a great way to get into it because we got to make so many mistakes, learn from all those mistakes so quickly. And then after we'd been a business for about a year or two, we had it pretty dialed in on what we wanted to focus on. This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Enjoy the season's limited-time fall lineup, including appetizers like 
the barbecued pulled pork nachos, or yummy desserts like the apple cider cake with caramel sauce or the mini pumpkin cheesecake. Just yum. No more trying to decide on which restaurant to order in from when you have HelloFresh, and no more trying to figure out the answer to the nightly question from hangry family members saying, what's for dinner? With over 40 recipes to choose from each week, you can count on HelloFresh to make your home cooking delicious. That's why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And here's something else. I've found that HelloFresh really helps me and my family stay on the right path of staying healthy. So many endless healthy options to choose from, even satisfying my most finicky household. Healthy meal options ranging from low-cal, carb-smart, vegetarian, pescatarian, and more. All pre-portioned and made super simple for any of us to prepare. HelloFresh is more than just dinners, too. Breakfast, quick lunches, and fresh snacks are also now available for you to add to your weekly box. Tasty, time-saving solutions that don't disappoint and are great to have on hand for the week. Great food minus the fuss and minus the last-minute decision-making, too. That's what comes to mind when I think of HelloFresh. Plus, all of their recipes take 30 minutes or even less to create. You really can't beat what HelloFresh provides. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50KGS and use code 50KGS for 50% off plus free shipping. For 50% off plus free shipping, go to HelloFresh.com slash 50KGS and use code 50KGS. How do you make decisions around creating new products? Uh, Obviously, consumers are giving feedback to you, but I would imagine some of them might some of the suggestions might be a little cuckoo, right? And you're not necessarily going to create a product around it. But how do you test or, or create products around it now that you've gotten a little bit bigger? Yeah, it still comes from just inspiration that we find in nature or in our lives. We just released Milky Way serum. And Milky Way is a 10% HA exfoliating serum. So it's really great. It kind of smooths off the dead skin. It makes you glow. It gives you a really renewed look. But we really wanted to add like a gentle component because Herbivore is all about being available for sensitive skin. Um, probably because I have sensitive skin and I was always the tester. You know, if it worked on me, it works on people with sensitive skin. Um, and what inspired us in that, like our little twist to that, because there's plenty of HA serums, but we wanted to build that moisture barrier back. We wanted to be gentle. So we added oat milk to it. And we added oat milk because we were drinking so many oat milk matchas and so many oat milk lattes. And the old like remedy trick that grandma would give you with inflammation was an oat bath. And so the inspiration kind of came from like just what we come in contact with every day. So it always starts, the products always start with one ingredient that we're just really inspired by or a property that an ingredient has. And then we build around that. Um, so, but it has to be like inspiration and it has to get us excited. So if you have a hero product, uh, you know, sort of a runaway bestseller today, obviously you started in 2011, but over the years, what has been that one product that you think most people uh, 
talk about, will really love. You've had a lot of new products that have come out. Um, but what is that one kind of runaway product? I would say most people know us for one of our products that are blue. We have a handful of them, but it's our blue tansy line. And mm-hmm. we kicked off our blue tansy oil. It must have been eight years ago now, but nothing like that was on the market, right? And we don't use synthetic colors. We don't use any of that. So, but we love to make things beautiful, right? And so when we discovered this ingredient, we had gotten this sample from this obscure little supplier. Blue Tansy had yet to hit the market. And I remember sitting there, I had this clear, transparent carrier oil that I wanted to experiment in. And I took one drop of the Blue Tansy, I dropped it in, I shook it up, and it was this beautiful, like inky blue color. And I knew that Blue Tansy, it's in the chamomile family. Chamomile is very soothing. It's very anti-inflammatory. It's very calming. And so like this could be an awesome facial oil for calming redness, for acne flare-ups, for soothing inflammation. And since then, that's been one of our most transformative products. We have our uh, Blue Tansy mask, our Lapis facial oil, our Aquarius cream, and our Aquarius cleanser. They all contain Blue Tansy oil. And those are definitely our runaway success cues, I'd say. That's awesome. So you have multiple eye creams too, and I've I've tried them all. They are amazing, amazing. How how do you do it? I mean, what what is it that that allows <laughs> you to create such a great eye cream? Because I think so many people. Obviously, you have tons of competition um, on the market. At least nothing is as quite like yours, but obviously other things that are calling themselves eye creams. But how do you do a great product like you do and uh, and really differentiate yourself? I think it's a little blend of being pretty OCD and having a background in formulating. Um, I think it's those two kind of coming together. When we did our own formulations, and we still do if the product is, you know, like a facial oil or something along the lines that don't involve so much chemistry, right? Um But I think it's that background where, you know, our emerald facial oil, for instance, which is our CBD facial oil, that probably holds the record for the most iterations that we formulated ourselves. And we did, I think, 137 versions of emerald before we took it to market. So now when we're working with our, um, you know, our chemist and our team, we go through so many submissions. We try it so many times that we do not put it to market until we are like, yes, it is perfect. And that's texture, that's ingredients, that's scent, that's packaging, that's everything that goes into it. So just a huge love for the products. And that's what Herbivore was founded on. You know, it's just this passion for the products, passion for the plants, passion for the packaging. And when that all comes together, that's what we're trying to achieve is to just execute that just perfectly. I love it. So you have a co-founder, you uh, talked a little bit about her a few minutes ago, but how do you guys divide things up? I know lots of people who are founding companies talk about, um, you know, do I need a co-founder? How has that worked for you guys? Totally. We're very yin and yang, Mm -hmm. um, which has been awesome. It allows us to cover everything. I think in business and creatively, we just think about things different than one another. So it's awesome. It's like, sometimes it can be, you know, a little challenge, but we always come together with like an awesome final, you know, product. And so I think what Julia kind of focuses on a lot is she fills journals with ideas and she fills journals with sketches and she's a real ideator, a real thinker. And then I'm kind of a doer. Right. So initially I would just like, you know, she would show me a sketch and I'd go to the computer 
And I would start mocking up because I have a background. You know, I mentioned I went to film school, but it was design school, right? So take it straight into Photoshop, start mocking it up, bring in my bottles and labels and start, you know, experimenting with different colors. And we kind of, we work collaboratively on all these pieces. We're super collaborative with one another uh, from the way that we run the business, from the way that we conduct meetings, from the way that we, you know, give creative direction and photo shoots and product development. But I mean, we'll just say dreamer, Julia, doer, Alex. And when we come together, it's a, it's a mighty force. Well, we've heard that before that, you know, really having the yin and yang, I think is, is really, really critical if you are going to have a co-founder uh, for, for sure. So being an entrepreneur is brutal though. Uh, as you know, there's, there's moments where uh, I'm sure it's, uh, you know, you get a call from a manufacturer that they don't actually have the containers that you want to use or, the line is broken. Um, something happens along the way. Um, we've all had those moments as entrepreneurs. Can you sort of share a story around that where you thought, oh my gosh, like it just can't get any worse. But then you were able to pick yourself back up again and figure it out. Yeah. I think if entrepreneurs had an official outfit, it would be a firefighter's uniform. I mean, I feel like that little fireman cap would just be so appropriate because you're just constantly there with that hose on, just trying to put out fires. Um, but I mean, like you said earlier, it's just a lot of it is out of your control when you're working with manufacturers, supply chain. I think a massive challenge for us was COVID. Um, and that was one of those minutes. Uh, we had just done kind of a fundraise, our first, like our Series A, our first fundraise right before COVID. And that I'm super thankful for, right? Because that was able to kind of carry us through this really difficult spell. But when COVID hit, it was kind of, you know, we started, there's just a lot of fear, right? And there was mm -hmm. a lot of concern from our retailers and our retailers were closing all their doors. And we're like, oh my God, like these are, not all our, the, our projections are cut in half. And if we're not, you know, making the money, then all of a sudden our staff is at risk and our people are like the most important thing to me. Like when I feel like our people are at risk, like that's where the fire becomes personal. You know, it's, there's a responsibility to all the people who work with you. And when there's any risk around that, that's what just keeps me up at night. And fortunately the health and beauty, you know, sector though during covid was able to stay afloat and we saw an increase in online sales and dot-com sales um, but obviously we had a lot of supply chain issues as well and just sourcing ingredients packaging um, but yeah fortunately through that uh, we were able to come out unscathed in the end well a bit beat up a little bit bruised but <laughs> still afloat <laughs> yeah how did your business change like did did you add uh, a component to your business that you didn't have prior to that time. Uh, I it did. I, yeah, I'd love to hear that. Um, we are now remote. Uh, that happened from COVID, right? So we were based in Seattle before COVID. And Seattle's kind of a unique place for a beauty company, right? It's not LA, it's not New York, it's not San Francisco. And, uh, you know, it was very, I love Herbivore Iteration 1, the Seattle days, because we were a company built up completely from hardworking, extremely talented people with zero experience in beauty. 
you know, to, and to get where we got to today, it just, it really showed me that like, if someone's passionate, if they care, if they're about the mission, if they believe in what they're doing, it doesn't really matter what their background, like if they're able to critically think and work through problems and just be excited, what you can do is amazing. And I think it was that lack of beauty experience that allowed us to be so different. You know, there's, I see now, I, you know, on the daily, I kind of fight back playbooks now that we have kind of, you know, a, a, a broader team with more experience in beauty. And there's a lot of like, look what this brand did. You know, what if we did something like this? And it's like, that's not the way I like to think about it. I like to think, what hasn't anybody done yet? You know, how can we do this super differently? So when I had a team completely, you know, with zero beauty experience, that's how we thought. Because that's the only way we knew how to thought. We weren't, we didn't have access to playbooks or access to experience. So it was almost like building the brand with such fresh minds is what allowed us to be so different right out the gate. Yeah. Well, and also your experience in storytelling, I would imagine really has um, from the, how do you actually share with consumers how this product is really going to be the one for them? Right. I, I think that that sure. is, is so, so key. And obviously you're passionate about the product. You started it because of your own issues. Um, and I think that that is such a powerful, powerful position. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. For sure. So, um, building a board, have you, have you built a board, uh, in your company? We have now, yes. Yeah. So building a board is always a bit of a mystery for, for founders. Any suggestions on building out a board? Um, you know, what, what you have to be careful about, what you should do. I mean, I'd love to hear your perspective. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of, uh, starting entrepreneurs really look forward to that first step of raising capital and building a board. And I see a lot of people rush to it. And I would say never raise money unless you really need it or you know exactly how to spend all of it. Um, you know, cause it's just, uh, we held out for mm -hmm. a long time. We held out eight years yeah. and as an entrepreneur, I am stoked on that. You know, because yeah. it allowed us to really grow our brand. It started with a $50 investment or before. And we, you know, that's, that was the nice thing about starting slow on Etsy, right? So it's like we were making the products at home. We Our, supply, our orders, you know, when we were ordering materials were 250 to $500. We were selling, you know, our first goal was to sell 11 bars of soap. Oh, is it a day or a week? It's been a while since I told the story. Anyways, either one of those is a crazy thing. Like, such an achievable goal when I look back on it, right? But back then, it's like, if we sell 11 bars of soap a day, things a day, then we can pay our rent, and we can pay our cell phone bills, and we can, you know, pay for the internet. And that was goal number one. And as Herbivore grew, you know, we'd always set our, our goals higher. But yeah, taking it back to building a board, hold out as long as you can, and really, really vet people. Don't don't give a slice of your business to the first person who wants to come around and throw money at you. Mm -hmm. They're going to come around. You need to make sure that they're aligned with your values. You need to make sure they believe in your mission. You need to make sure that they believe in the way that you're running your company. You know, it's like if somebody comes in and immediately says you're doing this wrong, you know, then they're not the right partner for you. If somebody comes in and says, I love what you're doing. I'm obsessed with your mission. And here's some ways that I can help you. That's a better partner option. 
Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. How big is your board? How many people? There's five of us, um, but we just did another raise. Um, so now it's just being scrambled up a little bit, um, but very excited for our new partners. We have a lot of entrepreneurial experience coming in from our new partners. Um, so I'm super excited on that. It's just going to be great to have fellow entrepreneurs on the board. Yeah, definitely. I think having other uh, entrepreneurs, other founders on the board who have actually started companies and scaled companies is really, really nice to have. I've uh, been a part of boards where you're the only founder um, on, on it, and I think it's it's just really challenging because I think it's it's uh, there it creates kind of an us versus them dynamic that doesn't necessarily need to be there and isn't in the best interest of, uh, of the company, frankly. So I think having other founders there who have really seen it and done it can be really, really uh, use, useful for sure. So last question, what is the best advice that you've ever received uh, along the way that has really helped you during times of, of thinking about um, not only launching the business, but also scaling the business and getting through maybe those challenging days. Yeah. Best piece of advice. It's kind of funny. I mean, I didn't get much advice. I didn't see no. much advice. I feel like I kind of, you know, I kind of, I think the first time I kind of brought in an advisor type is when we were doing that fundraise and I had kind of met with a couple, you know, potential investors and, wasn't super interested on, uh, you know, excited about them. And I just wanted to bring an advisor be like, am I doing the right thing by saying no to everybody? <laughs> and, and he's like, yeah, like if it's not the right fit, it's not the right fit. Um, but I'm trying to think of back, just really back in the day. It's just, it's, we figured out everything on our own. And maybe my advice, here's my advice. Seek advice. Mm-hmm. Don't do what I did. Mm-hmm. I think I went, you know, six years and I reinvented the wheel in so many areas, you know, and there's so many, like, you know, especially in like manufacturing, we had, a, we owned manufacturing for those first eight, first eight years. Right. And I was the one who came up with the process and procedures. My background is in video. I like to make things that are pretty, you know, I think not a, like a manufacturing wizard. So it's like our first Sephora order was like, you know, there's no machines. Like we had pastry bags because that's how like we were putting goop in pastry bags and squeezing them into every like little thing. And like we had five gallon buckets hanging from the ceilings with tubes coming out that I rigged up with little like beer taps at the end that you would just tap into each container. And I just made it up as I went. Um, so fake it till you make it, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, but I think what you're saying too is that you have to just start. Right. And you have you to start just creating start. things and yeah. you're going to make mistakes along the way. So um, many. <laughs> yeah. But you have to start somewhere and then realize I'm not going to be able to scale if I'm putting all of the ingredients in a pastry bag and trying to fulfill an order. You've got to figure out a way along the way. So I think that that's, that's a big piece. The other thing that I heard you say too is that, you know, seek people's advice, but, uh, you know, then formulate your, your own way. Um, because I think that not everybody's advice, not everybody's path is going to be your path either. For sure. And if I could add to that just a little bit, um, because I do think after the fundraise, I was feeling, I all of a sudden had access to this massive beauty community. Right. And I'm like, 
find, here's another piece of it. This is super important. <laughs> but I'm like, finally, I have access to all this information. Finally, I'm talking to people who know what they're doing, right? And I had everybody kind of telling me what to do at that point. And I felt kind of like, kind of like a kid, you know, like, you know, like I kind of stripped myself of my knowledge and didn't give myself credit for it. I was kind of just looking with my big doe eyes at everybody like, wow, you all know so much. And when I took all of that stuff out of context, I started plugging it to my business. I started seeing things suffer. And I said, why is the business hurting when I just took all of these experts advice and I started plugging it in? And I realized because I wasn't plugging myself in. And I took yeah. that credit away from myself. And I realized in that moment that nobody knows herbivore like myself and like Julia. And nobody should run it, you know, and tell us how to do everything. Or we shouldn't listen to everything, just take it exactly how they say it and plug it in. We need to be critically thinking about everything we do, make sure it feels authentic to us, make sure it feels right to us. And it was super empowering to have that moment. Because it was kind of like all of a sudden I kind of stripped myself this power and then I saw the business hurt. And when I stepped back and we started really getting engaged again and we had some advice and some, you know, partnerships of these talented, intelligent people, but we were driving, the brand got right back on the tracks um, and started cruising again. That is great wisdom for sure. So Alex co-founder of Herbivore Botanicals. Thank you so much. This has been such a delight. Everybody needs to try the products. We're going to actually have all the info in the show notes, but definitely available in, in uh, wonderful retail establishments as well as Sephora. So definitely uh, not that Sephora is not a wonderful establishment, but you know what I mean. So Anyway, thank you again, Alex. Really appreciate it and have a great rest of the week. Thank you, Kara. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. Thanks again for listening to The Kara Golden Show. If you would, please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our podcast. Just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. And if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen or pick up a copy of my book, Undaunted, which I share my journey, including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great rest of the week and 2023. And goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. 
You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening.